0: Everybody, I'm Mrs. Kaji Pachico, and welcome to D-Block Talk, the only podcast featuring your new Bedford High School Performing Arts teachers. I'm here with Mr. Mason, Mr. Pacheco, Mr. Landell, Ms. Donnelly, and Mrs. Dandenau. This is episode four. If you're new to the podcast, be sure to check out our previous episodes on podbean.com and Apple Podcasts. Soon, hopefully, fingers crossed, we will also be available on spotify stop it is that right? yeah 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 we're waiting for the confirmation so that'll be really cool um cool. but i really want to know how is everybody doing
1: hey it's mr mason uh i'm doing all right you know uh today i learned that i don't know how to make an omelet but i can make really good scrambled eggs
2: hey y'all langel here i'm doing fine just you know chugging along with my bread making uh, making a classic uh 10 grain loaf that was delicious um Still, no one has sent any help, Ooh. so please send help.
3: <laughs> in the house of Dandino, we're uh doing our best to keep sane. We've been playing a lot of board games, a lot of sorry has been going on in this house, and let me tell you, <laughs>
2: <She's> not sorry <laughs> like the board game, or you're just making people, <laughs> making people feel sorry.
3: <laughs> the board game,
0: sorry,
2: oh, oh okay.
0: Um. I'm sorry to admit this, but some of you may know um, that I am a big fan of the weather and weather reports and the Weather Channel. (laughs) And the band
2: Weather Report. Spaghetti models.
0: Spaghetti models. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And one of my favorite days of the year is when the National Weather Service releases the 2020, like, like the storm names. So over the weekend, um, the storm names were released, and they're just like so ridiculous. This year, the end name because they go alphabetical. In case you're not familiar, the end name is Nana,
3: and then it's like
0: <laughs> Hurricane Nana. Is that a joke? So just go look them up if you're interested. It's the highlight of my year every year. It's wonderful.
4: Um, Miss Donnelly here. I'm doing pretty good. I started working on the, like a murder mystery box that they send you every month, and that was kind of fun.
1: I'm ready you that box. I got nervous for a second, so you said it was a box.
4: It's a box. I, I <laughs> don't solve real murder mysteries. So it's like a subscription service? Yeah, it's called Hunt a Killer, and it's kind of cool. Like, I first had to identify the murder weapon, and then I had to eliminate a suspect.
0: <gasps> That's so cool.
4: It That's was sweet. really cool. There are, like, codes that you have to crack. It's so cool. I'm not good at that, but my husband is, so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Hey, Pachico here. Uh, You know, it's something that was really cool this week. We tried HelloFresh. I don't know if anybody else is familiar with it, but we Mm -hmm. get two meals delivered, like all of the ingredients, Uh, and I felt like a little chef this week. Um, It was pretty cool.
1: It was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Chef Pachico. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I I, kind of got the idea that, you know, right now everything's so difficult to try and go out to the grocery store and everything else, and and I also wanted to do something nice for Mother's Day. So I was like, this is going to hit like so many things at once. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> so I'll get a meal. Uh, I will have to go to the grocery store and, you know, ridiculous, um, you know, masks and all this other stuff and decontaminate everything.
0: I
1: lucked now, out. Oh, big shout out to the uh, students, parents, and alumni that work at grocery stores right now. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, we've
0: got a lot that work in sure, grocery stores we have some department news i believe it's senior week for for the band
1: and the jazz band just make sure you check us out on social media and give a shout out to your favorite members of class of 2020
0: all right let's move into our main topic today um i'm excited to hear about these um we got some feedback that the storytelling is the best part of our podcast so we figured we'd come up with some prompts that forced us to tell stories and uh, chat. So today I would like to hear for uh, for everyone to describe a memorable moment from your teaching career. All right.
1: So it's hard to pin down like one moment. I think part of the reason I like my job so much is the first time that like a drum set player learns a new groove or like a keyboard player learns new voicings for a chord or kids learn how to improvise the first time. Those are the moments that really are the reason I do this. But as far as memorable moments that I just, I think recently I must've dug up some bones somewhere and become (laughs) cursed because every winter (laughs) concert going back like a few years, something really weird has happened. Most recently I'll go backwards chronologically, right? So this year a student's bass stopped working in the middle of a song, just stopped working. No, no explanation. Nobody knows what happened. And I I had to send a percussionist to get another bass from the, the theory room, which is like, you know, down the hall or whatever. And had the keyboard player so quick play the bass line thankfully he knew it so we finally got this poor girl the bass back so she could play the last note of the song <laughs> and then last year i guess two years ago um we were at the at keith for our winter concert because the stage was being renovated or whatever and we get on stage i do the whole check everyone ready thumbs up and then all of a sudden a student looks at me and says uh mister my water key fell off my trombone And I don't know if you know much about instrument physics, but if you have a hole in your instrument that's not supposed to be the hole the sound comes out of, the sound doesn't come out of the instrument.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Instrument
5: physics. Yeah, you're going to have a bad time.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) A course coming to New Bedford (laughs) High School near you. Instrument physics.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so I... I was like, oh, no, what do I do? And I happened to have tape in my pocket. So we first tried to tape it up. No, it didn't work. So when I was like, quick, percussionist, run to the band room and get another trombone from somebody. And so this is the same girl. She's a good sport. She ran to the band room and came back running on stage with a big trombone uh, in a miraculous heroic moment. It felt like seven years for me, but apparently it's only a couple minutes. Everyone was like really impressed. Uh, And then going back another year. There was a amp and guitar problem. One of the students picked the wrong chord. So you can have stereo or mono instrument cables. And the stereo ones don't work in guitars. Uh, and the mono ones do. So it was cutting out during a jazz combo set. And I had to like run back. First I thought it was the amp. So I grabbed a different amp. And then I had to grab a different chord. And all this was happening while the song was being played. And I don't know if it was that year or the year prior to that. Where we had like a 12-minute drum solo so it's been a long string of really weird winter concerts
0: I don't think people realize how technical the aspect of your job is when you have to know things about like amps and cables and stuff because like you teach music but that's not necessarily music knowledge that's sound knowledge
1: yeah I'm fortunate that I'm a bass player I think if I was like a tuba player or like a saxophonist it would be like a whole new realm for me
3: and that's why I'm glad I work with you.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm.
5: I always have to go to you, Mr. Mason, for all my tech, uh, music tech stuff. So I really appreciate that.
1: I am a self-proclaimed sound nerd. So,
2: Yeah, so I think my memorable moment, um, like the, the really nice special one was, so when I first came, the orchestra didn't really exist. It also didn't really have a, its own space. We first were using the... Um, we were using. The, we used a the little theater for a little while, but then we also used the band room. And eventually, we were able to kind of find our own place in this old classroom, the old photo lab that was ended up just using used as storage. Um, and there was like the widow's closet was in there, and there's just years and years of piled on stuff. So. All the kids came together and we were st- stayed after school and we we did it, you know, whatever we could to, to clean up the classroom and to like decorate the walls and to really freshen up. And I had kids with like Lysol wipes wiping down the walls while other kids were like drawing fun designs and making cool posters. And it was just something really special to see a bunch of kids coming together and then really having ownership of that space and feeling like, wow, this is our space and, you know, we can you Know, we are the orchestra, MBHS orchestra, you know. So, um, it's definitely something that really made me feel special to see kids get excited about um, making music and having a space to make their music. That was a nice awe moment.
1: That was very cool.
2: Yeah. It was well, you, you, you also helped clean that. So, you got, you guys know how,
1: <laughs> how I didn't help. No, I didn't. I was
0: just around
2: how, how big of a project
0: that space was terrible before you cleaned it.
2: So kudos for you.
3: Well, that was the old photo studio when when I was a student in school. That was like the photo classroom, and that's why you had that such a strong like chemical smell, from- <laughs> right? That were being needed and used in that space.
2: Oh, it's still there. <laughs> 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 no, no, you know it's it's actually they you know they had to re plug in all the like the air circulation stuff, and it's it's really doing good. But you know, obviously. Sometimes you just have to work with what you got. And sometimes you have a, a dirty, not, you know, closet that you have to turn into a room. But like now if you walk into it, it's kind of like, if I, I need to find before and after pictures because now I think it's really a room that gets kids excited about music. Um, and it gets, it makes me feel excited.
3: For, for me choosing memorable moments, I had a tough time in, the, I, I can't choose just one. I'm sorry, I can't. Um, one that was not so fun was um, my last year in Randolph. Here I am finally the music director for both band and chorus. And at that winter concert, I left because of a kidney stone and could not be at the concert, so my kids had to conduct. So not such a fun, memorable moment, but there's a memorable moment. This year I had, uh, really, these seniors were fantastic. I shouldn't say just the seniors, because it was the entire group of kids. But at our last show choir rehearsal, they all dressed in pink to uh, help support me and dealing with breast cancer. And, but I, I think the one in some ways that kind of tops things cause it incorporates my dad with it. Um, I had a former student from Randolph. Uh, his name is Micah Christian. And it's a kind of plug also for his group Sons of Serendip because they were on America's Got Talent season nine. He told me to make sure that I queued in and watched in. Uh, and he, they were giving the background stories on all the guys in the group. And he ended up mentioning my name. And within seconds, my father called me on the phone, and he was just he was so proud and you could hear that he'd been crying. It was just it was a powerful kind of thought for me so uh th- th- those are the things that i I kind of remember there are plenty more, but those kind of stick out in my mind. That is so sweet
1: mm. you're a celebrity
2: way to make us look <laughs> bad fantastic kidding.
0: too. If people are unfamiliar, definitely look up Sons of Serendip. I was unfamiliar until you had mentioned that you had a former student in that group and I was like, well, let me see. And I was like, well, it's actually kind of cool. I feel like I I had a hard time figuring out memorable moments too, because they're all memorable. Bom bum bum. But we teach the arts and at the end of the day, I feel like all teachers, we're not just not teaching our, our subject areas. We're teaching students to like be critical thinkers and problem solvers and good people. Like that's that's what we do. And my one of my most memorable moments recently um, was when a time a student just, like, solved a problem on her own, um, and it was incredible. So the drama club did Sweeney Todd a couple years ago, and we had a really hard time with one of the scenic transitions at the end of the show. Our set piece was huge because it had to represent so many different places, and it had to be sturdy enough for people to... Um, sit on the top and actually like fall through the ceiling of the piece to be hidden in the bottom. I don't want to spoiler uh, any parts of Sweeney Todd, <laughs> but there are a lot of bodies that slide through the, the opening um, into the p- space below. So it was very sturdy, had to be very, very safe. Um, so needless to say, it was a beast to move on and off our stage. And there was a scenic transition where there was a table in front of this piece. And I, as a director, do not like when you can see crew members in the light on stage, like, yes, they're wearing black. Yes, we know that these things aren't moving magically, and the audiences usually ignore the crew people when they see them. I just hate it. So this one student's job was to hide under the table for the entire scene, so that way when she when the, when the table needed to move, she could just like skate it off without being seen and she she did a great job with it because it was on wheels. So she literally hid under the table every time it was on stage. Well, going into this transition at the end of the show, for some reason, when the table made its way onto the stage, she wasn't underneath it, and the lights came up, and the scene happened, but without her being underneath it, the table wasn't going to move when it came time to clear the stage, so that the giant set piece could roll away, Um, and I was in the house, my co-director was in the house, we were enjoying the performance because the students were knocking it out of the park and all of a sudden this transition happens and it is not the way we choreographed it there was kind of a small collision it just wasn't smooth it worked the stage cleared you know the the music went on the show ended it was fine but I was like what just happened what was that Um, so after the show we usually debrief and I met with the kids and they were all expecting me to be really really mad um, because there had been a mistake and I what I didn't realize was that this girl who was supposed to be under the table realized that the table wasn't going to move without her so she threw on an extra costume piece that we had backstage and came out with the rest of the actors and just grabbed the table and pushed it off I didn't even notice that from the house because it actually went kind of smoothly for that part um, but I I wasn't mad I was so proud that they had figured out a solution without any adult intervention whatsoever um, and it still stands as like one of the greatest teaching moments like Did that show go perfectly? Nope. Did that kid do the perfect, like come up with the perfect solution? Yep. 100%. Absolutely. And I tell that story. It's now like drama club legend that time that that happened. And she just like threw the costume on and went on stage. So she wasn't in her tech blacks.
1: So good. So proud. That's amazing. That's so cool. I, I remember hearing about that after and laughing and that particular student actually really grew into a, a serious go-to problem solver student anyway, I think for all of us.
3: So.
0: Yes, definitely. After that moment, it was just like, yep, nope, you're reliable. You got this. I can ask you to do anything and always, always does a great job.
2: I think that's what, that's what people should realize about the arts too. The type of creative thinking that you have to have on your feet in a split second that just gets pushed um, with something like that, is it's so so valuable because you can use those skills. Uh, now they're not they're not just a fun story, but you can use those skills for the rest of your life that you learn through through drama club. It's amazing, right?
0: That's not a that's not a theater or an arts skill. That's a life skill that has transfer, mm-hmm. and like that's yeah. the whole point. So yeah. yeah, I'm I will always be proud of that moment, and it, it brings me such joy to just remember that she did that.
4: Um. So I actually I also have probably plenty of stories that are also similar where like things going wrong on stage and the things that we do to solve them. But I was thinking actually about a time last summer, I was working with younger kids. They were ages four to 12 and we were doing a show about bugs and insects and we were on a snack break. Myself and the playwright were researching how to stage um, something called the waggle dance that bees do. And it's a real thing that bees do. And how to do that with humans, um, so we were watching videos of bees actually doing this, and like throughout the snack break, the entire group of children ends up behind us, also watching these videos. And we spend like half an hour just watching bees do the <laughs> waggle dance.
3: <That's>
2: um, awesome.
4: <laughs> and I thought it was so interesting because y- when you're working with kids as young as they were, you really have to keep them physically active, like nonstop, but the thing that like just drew them in was bees doing a waggle dance. And if you actually look up a video of bees doing a waggle dance, it's not, it's not actually all that engaging. Um, And the dance that we did at choreograph was actually like a very cute version of that, that was engaging. Um, But I, I was really interested in the way that we kind of end up on these adventures through doing these shows. But, you don't know because I didn't know that bees did waggle dances and I'm in like a small children's show. So I'm still learning things while the kids are also learning thing. Um, and that also reminds me of another thing that happened at that same show. We went on a field trip to a nature preserve to like do bug research. And there was this, the guide had this giant cockroach and she offered it to kids to pet, and, like, all the kids squealed, except for our one four-year-old, who just, like, reached in and pet this, like, really large—it was, like, the size of a <laughs> hand—cockroach. And, like, she didn't even notice that everybody else was squealing. And, um, and of course, the rest of the kids could not be shown up by a four-year-old, so they then went in and pet the—
1: <laughs> That's so funny.
4: Yeah, those are my— Little stories about adventures you That's end
1: up so on cool. in theater. Yeah, we, we just met digitally. You don't know this about me, but I'm going to look up B-Waggle Dance after this. I'm going Guys, look.
2: I'm, lo- I'm looking at it right now, and it's going to <laughs> be the next <laughs> sensation of, of 2021, 2020, whatever.
5: Yeah, so I think some of my favorite memories uh, include working, um, you know, especially in a new year with new staff, uh, you know, when the staff comes together for band camp or for the fall season. Um, You know, some of my favorite memories with you and uh, with everyone that I've worked with uh, is how we pull from each other's energies and uh, backgrounds, expertise and um, strengths and and so on. And and it's such a cool uh, thing to see that come together. Uh, I think people fail to realize like marching band is the sum of all of the parts, all the students, hard work, the parents, all the staff. Um, And I think one of my favorite memories, it still happens and I still get to see it every year. Uh, It's when the kids get to interact with Al LeBlanc, our visual director, for the very first time. Yeah, the very first time, you know, people that know him, you know, they're ready. They're ready for it. But if they have never met Al and they go into band camp and, you know, he might be (laughs) there the first day or later that night or something. You know, I can see the twinkle in kids' eyes. I can see the kids react so differently than I see, um, you know, to many other people. Uh, Al is so great. He's so intense. He's so thorough. Uh, He is uh, such a joy to work with, has been for so many years, obviously, Uh, and we love having him. Uh, When I think of the New Bedford High School Whaler Marching Band, I think of Al as much as I think of many of the other students and staff that have been around.
0: I think yeah, a lot of up. people do, because Al, correct me if I'm wrong, he's a listener, by the way. I'm pretty sure his <laughs> first year teaching the New Bedford High School Whaler Marching Band was 1985.
5: I don't think he's going to like that you said that, but... I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll let that out. He is the kind of person that pushes students and his coworkers to do better. Yeah. And I really yes. appreciate that about him. Yes.
5: All right, guys, what do you think? Do you think we should switch things up?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh,
5: yeah. All right. So let's do, uh, you know, something different and let's answer a question that I have for all of you. So obviously, uh, I'm sure you've seen Governor Baker uh, is starting the lifting of some of the restrictions and starting phase one. So I was curious, you know, for all of you, what's the first thing you're going to do when you're obviously comfortable to do so? Uh, and venture back out into the world when it's safe to do so.
1: All right. So this is like a little known fact about me. Just kidding. Everybody knows about me. I have been playing hockey since I was like three years old and the rinks have been closed now since March 13th (sighs) or whatever. Um, And so that's the, this is the longest I've gone without playing hockey since freshman year of college when I couldn't afford to play hockey because you pay for it when you're an adult. So the first thing I'm going to do is get all my buddies back together and we're going to go play hockey somewhere somehow and then also i know that golf courses have opened up in massachusetts so that i can go play golf because those are two things like getting out getting active um those are things that also like
5: mr mason i feel like golf is the ultimate social distance don't you have to like walk like 300 yards to go get the ball that you just hit
1: right and there's no way you're hitting it next to somebody else right
2: right it all depends on who you're playing golf with.
1: well if i'm on the woods on the right side and you're on the woods on the left side you know what i mean like (laughs)
2: Well, I think the key word that you just
5: said was we're in the woods. So yeah. <laughs> you are more than six feet away Definitely. from anyone
2: else.
1: <laughs> um, But like, it's just, it's not just about physical activity for me. Those are two activities that mentally reset me.
2: I am really anxious about the restrictions with beaches. I mean, that's another one where you could say, well, mm-hmm. you have all this uh, space on the beach. And, but I think even with like golf, like you're saying, Mr. Mason, it just ends up being people not following the rules and like some guy coming up and trying to talk to you. And he's like a close talker. You guys know that that's like, right. And just like, what are you doing, man? Like people like that. So, but I like my family is from Cape Cod my mom lives on the Cape. And so like the, my favorite beaches are on Cape Cod. It's where I find my solace. I can like study my scores. I can read a book. I can do whatever and just be on the beach. I also like, I love my, my, my great love is my truck.
1: Oh, mine too. I love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I love getting a beach sticker every year and driving out on the dunes and just parking and it's like spending the whole day at the beach in the summertime. That's, those are my favorite things.
3: For uh, things to do, I mean, granted, I would love to go and get my hair cut. I would love to just waste a whole lot of time walking around the aisles and Marshalls, but... <laughs> That's mine. You stole it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, um... <laughs> I am dying to be with my friends and my family, my nieces, and just, you said the hugging thing. I I'm, I'm, i can't wait till it's a time when I can hug all my friends again.
0: We can't wait to hug you too, Lynn. <laughs> no, I, oh. I agree. I want to be able to be around family and like hug my parents. That'd be nice. Hug my grandmother. It's 95. Yeah. Um, I'm not kidding though. Like I really just want to spend a couple of hours wandering around TJ Maxx and Marshalls <laughs> and Target. Like my Target trips are so depressing. <laughs> because I'm buying everything ahead of time for pickup. I just I like shopping, okay? I like shopping. I like the, it, shopping in the summer because it's air-conditioned in the stores, and I don't like being hot. I don't know. Like I feel like you guys think I'm kidding, but I really do like shopping, and I like being cool, not sweaty. The other thing that I would really love um, to be able to do is to go see a show or mm, go to a concert.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, so what I really want to do is just eat inside a restaurant with other people
3: Cool. <laughs> Facts. i mean
4: definitely Facts. with my husband who i live with but also with people who are not in my house mm-hmm. um specifically i really want to go eat pho nice at a restaurant what, what? pho what it's is- like soup um, but i can't there isn't anywhere within an hour of where i live right now that serves that that i could go pick up so i need restaurants what? to open up <laughs> uh,
1: is, that, is that an asian dish
4: yes
0: yeah, it's, it's Vietnamese, I think. Vietnamese I am
2: German learning so much about bees so and now pho. Like, I don't know any of this. Now I'm googling pho.
4: It's so delicious. It's
2: not pho show, like pho
4: oh, show. Yeah, pho show, show.
5: Guys, I you know you're making me miss. Like, do you guys remember, like, you know, going places and doing things?
1: Honestly, I can take it or leave it. At this point, I mean, I, I was there was a meme. It was like, how long until after this is all over? That like, God, I can't wait to get the heck out of here. And I said, two two weeks maximum. So I'm at like a kid's birthday party, I'm like, can we just go home? We, should, we gotta keep going home.
5: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I think I, I know. Obviously, I'm excited to do a lot of things that you you guys have said. Like going to a restaurant, I think is actually like up there. It's it'd be nice to not have to think about like takeout or curbside or contact us with the delivery and things like that. But I think I'm really excited eventually, um, you know, to travel. Um, my parents own a summer home in Portugal, in mm-hmm. Azores, St. Michael. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, you know, Ms. Chico and I had said, you know, at some point, you know, we'd love to take Vince there and kind of see some Definitely. of my extended family and things like that. But you know, they're obviously under the same types of restrictions that we have here. I think people are not going to be flying for a while. And if they are, uh, things are going to be, you know, a lot more challenging and things. So, you know, it's probably going to be a while. But, you know, eventually, you know, I'd love to to go there. I know Sarah has. Uh, Sarah, you haven't gone at all to the Azores, yeah, right? I
0: have not.
5: Yeah. So I, I, would, I would love to show you and Vince, you know, the islands. And I think that would be a really cool thing, you know, so. Plus, my parents have been asking me, like, when are we going to see their summer home? And I I just need to, like, go so that they stop asking us.
1: All right, guys, just a few academic reminders. Make sure you're checking Teams. Remind social media however your teachers contact you regularly. Um, Seniors, your end of the year department assessments are due today. And underclassmen, yours are due June 4th. All right, so make sure you get those recordings turned in. If you have any questions, speak to your ensemble directors.
2: All right, everybody. If you're still thinking about buying or paying for your yearbook, you can go to yearbookordercenter.com. yearbookordercenter.com is where you can put your final payment or put in an order for the yearbook. The yearbook team is planning a way that they can safely bring uh, the NBHS yearbook to you. Okay. If you have any additional questions, you can contact Miss Miller, who heads the yearbook team.
1: Wow, that's it, guys. Episode four is over. Thanks for listening. All
2: right, cue the music.
5: (laughs) Bye.